What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast, the very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Happy holidays and welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Pam. And today we're having our holiday spectacular. Spectacular. I got my uh, Santa hat on and everything. I don't, but I'm wearing red. We, Yeah, we both maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally dressed in red. I've got, I definitely have holiday pajamas on. So yeah, I'm festive. I'm in the mood. I'm in the spirit. I'll tell you why mine was unintentional because there's a skull on my shirt. <laughs> just not the most Christmas, unless you're unless you're going more for like the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas vibe. Maybe uh, maybe there you uh, go. maybe I'm going for that. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, Happy Holidays, everyone. Um, yeah. Uh, before we get into our holiday spectacular, we need to take care of a little business, Pam, and that is we need to figure out who our winner was from the great Kelly Clarkson song draft. Okay, please let's share these results. All right, so we had four of us, Pam and I, plus our friends Holly and Nettie, who each drafted uh, their favorite Kelly Clarkson songs. We did uh, 12 songs, and then we did a bonus track for our respective albums. And then we put our uh, final draft orders up on our social media, and we had you guys vote for the winner. And I'm very proud to say that the winner was Pam! Woohoo! Thank well, you, everyone. Well done, Pam. You Thank you, everyone, draft. for thinking I have great taste in music. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I thought it was an excellent job. Um, even though you didn't get to draft sober. Um, no. Yeah, even though uh, Holly was the one that drafted that, you were able to pull it out. Nicely done. Proud of you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for your support. Uh, uh, Just to give you sort of a a heads up, this is going to be our last episode for the year. Uh, We're going to take a little bit of a holiday break after we're done here, but we will be back in January. And one of the things that we're going to talk about today is uh, things that we want to see from Kelly in 2021. And we'll talk maybe a little bit about uh, what we kind of want to see from the podcast as well uh, moving forward in 2021, which we both hope and I think we all can agree we hope is going to be a little less of a dumpster fire than this year yes, was. Absolutely. Um, for today's episode, I mean, I've, we know that Kelly is the Christmas queen behind Mariah. Cause I, I remember I once posted that and uh-huh. I had a, like a Mariah Carey fan. I love her. Don't get me wrong. I love Mariah. But uh-huh. I had one of her fans being like, Mariah's the queen. And I'm like, okay. And then Kelly's the princess, whatever. My point <laughs> being is that like, she does a lot for for Christmas and you know even before wrapped in red she's done a lot and we're not going to get to every single thing that she has ever mm-hmm. done for Christmas. We're just going to pick some certain categories, some certain highlights. As we had mentioned previously, we will be doing a wrapped in red episode eventually. Clearly not this yeah. year because we're going to go in order by album. Um, yeah, so, so that yeah. is not today's episode. Not that doesn't mean we're not possibly going to mention some songs from the album. Oh, for sure. I think I for have a sure. few on my list. Um, but yeah, just wanted to preface with that. So if we leave anything out, there's a reason for it. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about that whole queen of Christmas thing? Because I, I did see an article somewhere and I don't remember exactly where it was. So I, I wish I could actually reference the article, but there are people who are starting to say that Kelly is in fact becoming the new queen of Christmas. And here is where I think that might actually be a a valid point. And that is that while I too am also a very big Mariah Carey fan, I've got, well, I've got most of her albums. I don't have a lot of the newer ones. Uh, But uh, I do not deny that she is, um, I mean, it's, it's Mariah Carey when Christmas comes around, like we, we dig her out of wherever we keep her during the rest of the 11 months of the year. And then, (laughs) We hear, you know, all of her Christmas songs again, and then we put her back away in, in January. Uh, but I think that the difference is, is that Kelly is coming out with more new Christmas content than Mariah Carey is. Like Mariah Carey seems to, you know, she'll repackage her Christmas album again. She'll do, I think there's another new Mariah Carey Christmas special this year. Yeah, it just came out. 
But yeah. yeah, there's not like necessarily a ton of new content consistently. That's the yeah. Thing. Kelly yes. pretty much has a new Christmas thing, if not every year, whether that's on the talk show or the voice or a recorded song, then it's at least every few years. Yeah. So at least there's new stuff coming from Kelly. It's all generally well-received. Um, a lot of people don't realize that Mariah Carey put out a second Christmas album and it really didn't get a lot of notice. Nobody really seemed to care because they're like, yeah, but it's it's nice and all, but there's not another All I Want for Christmas is You on there. Um, so I, I do think that if there is anybody out there on the female musician side of the playing field that is vying for the queen of Christmas, it is definitely Kelly, uh, just because of the product that she is putting out there now, you know, it's, I think it's a little more of a, uh, it's more of a fight on, on the men's or the male side of music, as far as the king of Christmas, uh, that seems to kind of go back and forth between several artists every year. But I really do think that for females, it's kind of Kelly and Mariah, and then it's sort of everybody else. Yeah. And I think that uh, Kelly can eventually, and I think will, overtake Mariah Carey as the Queen of Christmas, just because, again, Kelly is younger. She's putting out more content. And I think that... I don't I don't want to say anything controversial here and say that I think that Kelly's a better singer because I do think that Mariah Carey is a fabulous singer. I think singer, Mariah's but... a great singer. Unfortunately, I don't know if her vocals have uh, sustained, if that makes any sense. She's still a great singer. Yep. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, that, that sort of makes the point. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, you know, Kelly's voice has stayed great and grown, actually. It's actually grown stronger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um ah. but yeah, no, Mariah's still really good. I just see I me and the problem with Mariah is that when she was starting in her first decade or two, she was really hitting those notes and that was her staple. Mm-hmm. And it's not really she's not really hitting those anymore. Not to say she isn't good, but that is what she was known for. So again, if there are any Mariah fans out there, we're not, you know, crapping on her. No. It's just kind of a fact. I mean, let's be honest. She is she is riding the wave of a Christmas album that came out in the 90s. Yeah. And, you know, she's been given that latitude because there really wasn't another really excellent, great female Christmas album that came out. I mean, you can argue, you know, Michael Buble had a, a fabulous Christmas album that came out that is consistently one of the best selling Christmas albums. Uh, you've got John Legend that put out a really, really wonderful Christmas album. You got Pentatonics, who, I mean, they have, for all intents and purposes, have become a Christmas band. <laughs> I was just gonna um, say which, that they are. Which, which I mean, and honestly, a lot of acapella groups end up doing that. Uh, there's a lot of acapella groups. I mean, you've got people like Straight No Chaser and Tonic Solfa who are out there, who are really, really great singers. They're really great acapella groups, and then they put out a Christmas record, and people really love it. And they're like, "Oh my god, your Christmas stuff is so good!" And then they turn into like, "Okay, well, the Christmas stuff works really well. Let's put out another Christmas album." And then they turn into Pentatonics. Tonics, who has like four Christmas albums, maybe more. I don't, I've lost count. Um, so there's, there are a lot of really great Christmas albums that are still coming out, but I do. And again, I, I want to take off my Kelly Homer hat and put on my musicologist, music appreciator hat and really say that Kelly's Wrapped in Red album is one of the best Christmas albums to be released in the last 10 years. Um, and there are, again, a lot of really great Christmas albums, but I do think that Kelly's is very, very good, primarily in the fact that it does have really, really strong covers uh, and and interpretations of Christmas classics, but it also has very strong originals. And that was another thing, too, with Mariah's Christmas album is that it, you know, obviously, you know, All I Want for Christmas is You is the monster hit, but... There were like other new original songs. They were okay. Like there's, um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head without literally turning around and grabbing the CD from my shelf here. Uh, what the other big single was uh, that Mariah released off that album. Obviously nowhere near all I want for Christmas, but um, there was like one really big song. And then there was like another like, okay song. But then that was really all that anybody really gives any attention to. Um, and again, maybe maybe I'm too close to it. Maybe I'm I'm just too much of a Kelly fan. But, you know, I feel like underneath the tree 
is Kelly's All I Want for Christmas is You from Wrapped in Red. And I mean, I don't know if you feel the same. I do. You have that song and then I think Wrapped in Red, which did not get a lot of radio airplay or attention in the Christmas of 2013 when the album first came out. It actually did not start getting played until a couple of years later when I think people started to realize, okay, this is actually a really good Christmas album. And so that actually started to get more radio airplay during the holidays in years later after the album came out. And occasionally I will hear uh, Kelly's version of Run Run Rudolph. Uh, I have heard her version of White Christmas Mm -hmm. every so often. Um, Some of the, you know, like your satellite radio or Pandora. I was going to say, I've heard heard it a few times. I've heard a bunch of the random, the non-singles on Sirius Absolutely. Yeah, those those kinds of stations are, you know, they're they're 24-hour non-commercial Christmas stations, so they're dying for content and especially some of the ones that are more new pop focused where they don't do a lot of the more traditional stuff. Yeah. Uh they're they're dying for content, so they are going to go like 5-6 songs deep into a pop singer's Christmas album where they're going to play stuff that never really intended on being released, but they're just like, "Hey, it's Kelly Clarkson doing Run Run Rudolph. Let's, Let's do play it." it. Yeah. Um, But when you think about more of your commercial radio stations, like your big FM stations that play Christmas music and play a mixture of contemporary and traditional Christmas music, uh, Underneath the Tree is definitely on the playlist. And and for many, uh, including the Christmas music station that I work for, uh, Wrapped in Red is also on the playlist, Uh, as well as uh, Grown Up Christmas List. Uh, Some stations have even started to pick up Oh Holy Night. I've heard that before. Uh, Yes. That was another one that I mean, when the American Idol Christmas album came out and they and they put out that kind of bonus disc with a couple of Kelly songs, Grown Up Christmas List was the A side. It was that was a I mean, that was sort of Kelly's first real released Christmas song. And it has been a mainstay on pop Christmas radio mm-hmm. since. But again, it was years and years later people started to discover the fact that she had a version of Oh Holy Night that started to get played as well. That's right. Um, I think you kind of nailed it. Should we uh, take a deep dive and go into our first topic? Yeah, we wanted to talk about, uh, since we're already talking about a lot of our uh, of Kelly's Christmas songs, we wanted to discuss our, uh, like a few of our favorite uh, Christmas songs that Kelly has released, maybe even talk about some of the live performances of Christmas songs that are out there. Uh, so, Pam, I will uh, I will defer to you at first and uh, have you kind of go through your list. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, I mean, mine's a little bit of like a mishmash and we're going to have a lot of repeats because obviously there are only so many Christmas songs out there. Um, my favorite, I, she's done it live, but I mean, the studio version I think is unreal is oh holy night i remember the first time i heard that i my jaw went to the floor i'm a big yeah it's weird like i love a good acapella but not in like a pentatonics way i like pentatonics uh-huh. but like not in like a gimmicky way um if that makes any sense sorry for any fans listening of theirs um, shots fired by Pam. no i like i think they're extremely <laughs> talented but i mean not with like the beatboxing and all that kind of stuff oh holy night mm-hmm. It's just straight vocals. And then you got the choir, yeah. and it's just, it is stunning. Um, she's performed it on Idol, but the recorded version, it's, I think that and like Underneath the Tree are my two favorite Christmas songs ever by her. Um, I also love the I'll Be Home for Christmas version that she released on iTunes. Did you tell me that that's, that was a studio version, but she sang it in New Orleans? Is that correct? Okay, so the story is is that uh, this was around the time of the All I Ever Wanted tour, and uh, Kelly, at this point, has not released Wrapped in Red. This is 2009, and she mentioned that she recorded a Christmas song for her mom um, as a gift to her. It was the studio version of I'll Be Home for Christmas. Well, then she ended up doing a one-off live performance of that song on the last night of the All I Ever Wanted tour in New Orleans. And I happened to be at that show. Uh, And she she did it as sort of like a second encore. Uh, I don't remember if it was the first or second encore, but they did do two different encores where Kelly leaves the stage and she came back and she was in this big, beautiful dress. 
Uh, it was very much like a uh, a precursor to uh, Wrapped in Red. And she does this beautiful live version of I'll Be Home for Christmas. I can't – I'm. it's been so long now. It's been, you know, 11 years now. I don't remember if she told the story – there or if we heard the story later that she had recorded a studio version of the song and gave it to her mom and i think that is the version that came out later um around like the i want to say it didn't get actually released until stronger Stronger. i think it was 2011 it got released or 10 one of the two um it's so good yeah so i think her mom had that version for a while um and i gotta be honest it's it's been a minute since i've listened to that particular file so to speak that's on my computer um so i can't remember if it's similar or if it's the exact same to what was ultimately put out on wrapped in red or if she re-recorded it all i hear in my head is the version that was the deluxe track on wrapped in red so i need to go back and double check and see if those are in fact the same version i i think think they are uh, of course people who are listening to the podcast right now are screaming and going it is it is <laughs> um but I, from what I remember, because I just, again, all I remember hearing is is the Wrapped in Red version, so I got to go back and listen to it. I mean, my mind was blown when you told me about the Before Your Love thing. So, you know what? Anything's possible. Uh, the two different versions, <laughs> so you never know. Um, as far as favorite performances go, I mean, there were none that really stood out, like the live versions that were like, oh my god. But I just chose one that came up on YouTube that I forgot I really enjoyed, and that was... Run Run Rudolph from the Cautionary Christmas Tale special. Um, uh huh. Nothing, you know, that's crazy that stands out about it. I just always very much enjoyed that performance. One performance that is probably the funniest wasn't even a real song. Um, she was on Ellen in 2013 promoting Wrapped in Red, I believe. And I remember all this, you know, uh, Ellen introduces her and she does like her and Jason start, you know, riffing something and Kelly just starts singing bells, bells, bells. And she like has like bells underneath her arm and she's just, you know, <laughs> hitting bells. And everyone was like, wait, what? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and then you finally realize that it was a complete joke and they were just giving away some like holiday prize on on Ellen's show. Um, it's really funny if you haven't seen it. Um, I think just go in on YouTube and search like Kelly Clarkson, Ellen Christmas and it'll pop up. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I mean, there's so many performances. I, it was so hard to narrow it down, but, um, but yeah, I, I just want to say I love Oh Holy Night in general, nice. recorded live anything. And I wanted to bring that back. I have, uh, I have been never been shy about my love for, um, Underneath the tree, I think, and I've said this before, and I will proudly say it to in front of a Mariah Carey fan's face that I think that it is the heir apparent to All I Want for Christmas is You as, you know, a really great pop Christmas song that's current. I think that it can eventually overtake it as sort of the quintessential pop Christmas song. Um, I think that eventually Mariah Carey's song should just retire into the background of being like, the the old traditional Christmas songs, you know, the ones that came out in the 50s and 60s. Uh, Mariah now joins that group. Oh, my God. The 90s to are in... going to be part of that soon. Don't even say that. <laughs> no. B- believe me, as somebody who, like, thrived in the 90s, that doesn't make me feel any better saying it either. <laughs> uh, but I but I do think that uh, that my, my that uh, Underneath the Tree is is probably one of the best and strongest uh, pop Christmas songs to come out in the last 10 years. And I will fight any other song that says differently. Um, I just think it's such a, a, it is a magical song. It was so well produced. It was so well constructed that uh, I just, I absolutely love it. And I will never tire of it. It's, I mean, I almost, when you and I were talking about, you know, the, the Kelly song that we could listen to over and over for the rest of our lives, if there was only one song, I seriously considered underneath the tree. Really? Just because yeah, just because I love that song so much. Another song that would actually be high on that list too that's a Christmas song is my grown-up Christmas list. Um th- I have absolutely loved that song ever since I first heard uh, her performance of it and it actually got me interested into going back and and listening to older versions 
of that song. And my um, my radio station that plays Christmas music actually was playing the and I think it's I think it's an Amy Grant version is was like a really popular version. Um, but we also play the Kelly version as well. And I mean, I never get sick and tired of that song. I always look forward to hearing it around the holidays because I do give um, like the Wrapped in Red record and uh, and some of her other Christmas music. I do give it a, a bit of a break uh, outside of the holiday season just because it is more special to hear it around Christmas time. Um, I will also put the live version of I'll Be Home for Christmas. That was such a special moment to see her perform a Christmas song in concert live. Um, after And again, this is pre-Wrapped in Red era, so we didn't have the multitude of Kelly Christmas songs that we have now. And it was just really, really cool to see that and then to actually see it get released. And I'm, I'm trying to remember how it was released because I know the live version is out there because I have a copy of it. Um, I don't know if it was put out uh, on iTunes as well or if it was a free download from her website or something. But um, it was just cool because it was a soundboard quality live song that was released for people to have that I was in the audience for. Um, I know that that's, you know, kind of a badge of honor for people who are fans of a band when they release a live album, they can say yes. And I was at this show. Like I literally have, and I'm not even kidding and I'm not exaggerating. I have more than 60 live albums from Dave Matthews band. They have that many. Oh yeah, they put out they put out one like every three or four months, but they only they only sell them on their website. They don't like you know put them out in record stores or anything. Um, so it's sort of like a you know a fan website exclusive. But I am to the point now where I can't turn back. Like I've literally bought every single one of them. Like they're on. I think I just ordered volume fifty four, and I have every preceding volume, and I'm just waiting for one of those to finally be one of the like 20 shows that I've been to. I'm waiting for one of those shows to be one that I've been to. So I can say I was at this show. (laughs) So to have a live Kelly Clarkson Christmas song, be the one that I was actually standing in the audience for. uh, It means a lot to me. And it just means a little bit more when I hear it, uh, whenever it plays. Um, I also really love wrapped in red. Uh, And this is a song that has grown on me over the years. Um, I thought it was just okay when I first heard the album, Um, but one of my favorite Christmas movies is Love Actually, Mm. and we all wait. Wait, I have a really funny story. I'm going to interrupt you for one second. Yeah, Rob. Rob texted me last night. I feel like we name drop Rob in like every episode, but hi, Rob. He texted me last night. I don't know. We were talking about something, and then he, him, him and his boyfriend were watching Love Actually, and his boyfriend was like, "Oh, like when did this come out?" Like what year? No, what year did this come out? And <laughs> Rob went on a tangent for like five minutes about, well, this was, um, you know, the Trouble of Love is was like the lead song from the movie, and that came out during the Thankful era, and this and that. And he was like, <laughs> "You didn't answer my question about what year? What are you talking about?" <laughs> and Rob was like, "Oh, I thoroughly thought I answered his question by saying thankful." <laughs> um, That's so funny. Anyway, sorry, I just thought that was really funny. Go ahead. Classic Rob. <laughs> So, yeah, most fans know. And if you don't know, that's okay. But, I mean, Wrapped in Red was essentially stolen from the plot of Love Actually. I mean, the lyrics say, but this Christmas, I'm going to risk it all. This Christmas, I'm not afraid to fall. So I'm at your door with nothing more than words I've never said. I mean, that is the scene in Love Actually where he's holding the signs at Kira Knightley's door. Um, I mean, it's straight out of the movie. And she made a song about it. And I love that so much when I... When I heard it and every as each year goes by, I, I love that a little bit more and I love the synergy of that even more, even though this song came out uh, almost 10 years after that movie came out. Uh, so I love that a lot. And then my last choice for favorite Christmas performance from Kelly is a bit of a, a deep cut, if you will. Uh, you remember during I think it was the All I Ever Wanted tour when she started doing the pre-shows yeah, I'm still salty that they started those like a few shows in, so they didn't have them on the East Coast, or at least not in yeah. New York. <laughs> but yeah. yes, <laughs> I'm well, very a couple aware. of a few enterprising fans during that era were putting their phones like on their laps or yeah. in their pockets, and they were recording the performances. And there was uh, one show, and it, and you know what, it may very well have been the same New Orleans show. 
uh, I don't recall off the top of my head, but she actually did a performance of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree uh, at one of the pre-shows. And I know I have the audio of that, and it does sound really good, but that's actually not the version I really love. The version I really love is a version that she did back in, I want to say, 2003. And that was when she played the role of Brenda Lee on the TV show American Dreams. And if you don't remember that show, it was essentially about the uh, city of Philadelphia back in the 1960s. And it was centered around this one family and specifically this one teenage girl in the family who was a dancer slash audience member of American Bandstand, the old uh, TV show with Dick Clark. And it basically was the show that broke a lot of really big artists back in the 60s. And they did a Christmas episode with Kelly, uh, one of her earliest acting roles as Brenda Lee. And she actually does a really great uh, walk and talk with another actor. There's a part of me that wants to say it was Joey Lawrence. Um, who was in Blossom and some other shows in the in the 2000s and 90s. Uh, either way, she does this walk and talk as Brenda Lee, and then she comes out on stage and she sings Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Actually, she sang a different song in that episode, but there's another yeah. episode where she comes out and sings uh, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree as Brenda Lee, and she's so good. It is such a good version, and I was actually surprised when Wrapped in Red came out and it wasn't on there. Uh, and I'll bring this song up again later when we do another one of our topics here. But uh, I love that performance. I think it's really, really good. Uh, and honestly, not too terrible of acting chops from the no. Clarkson in that particular uh, in that particular show. So, uh, yeah, those are my uh, those are my songs. I especially, you know, again, can't overstate the amount of love I have for Underneath the Tree and uh, Grown Up Christmas List. Those are just I two of my all time faves. I have one more that I'm going to throw in. This is a very selfish yeah. choice, but whatever. I'm allowed to do that, I guess. Um, I remember Miracle on Broadway 2016. I went I went both years, but the I had awful seats in the mm -hmm. first year. Um, and then I got pretty good seats the second year. And I, I, up until a few months ago, was a huge fan of Winter Dreams. Now... Not so much, <laughs> but back in the day, I was a huge, huge fan of that song. Um, it's probably like my number two on the album behind Underneath the, the uh, Tree. And I went pretty apeshit when I heard it live, not going to lie. <laughs> and um, Kelly winked at me during that performance. So if you see the video on YouTube <laughs> from the 2016 performance, that was a pretty proud, proud moment. But yeah, that's really about it. <laughs> That you know, and that's that's unfortunate. Just with you know, and we we try to not talk too much about Kelly's personal life at all on the podcast, but it is unfortunate because you know that song is going to be tied to Brandon for you know forevermore just because of the way that it's labeled. But I mean, it really is actually a nice, pretty Christmas song. It's a great um, song, yeah. yeah. And maybe you know, in subsequent pressings of the album, maybe she can just delete his name off of it and just call it Winter <laughs> Dreams, and maybe it'll just sort of eventually leave everyone's mind that that had somebody else's name on it because he's not name checked in the song anywhere. And it's just a, it's just a Christmas love song. That's all it is. And then Jeremy and I are going to buy those versions because Brandon's name is omitted <laughs> and we need to have every copy possible. <laughs> and it's a new version of Wrapped in Red. <laughs> exactly. Uh, more money wasted. Well, speaking of Wrapped in Red, this brings us up to our next topic, and that is – uh, ultimately, I think that Kelly will release another Christmas album uh, just because Wrapped in Red was so well received. I also think that her uh, her label will be interested. And I don't think they're going to pressure her, but I think that they would definitely be interested to have their own Kelly Clarkson Christmas album on their imprint uh, just because uh, obviously RCA had Wrapped in Red and it did quite well uh, for a Christmas album. And so we wanted to talk about the songs that we think should be on the next Kelly Christmas album. Now, of course, we we would assume that she would do another handful of originals. Yep. But uh, she could also easily put together a list of uh, half a dozen or more classics that she would put on that album. And so we wanted to go through and give our preferences for holiday classics that could be on the next Kelly Christmas album. 
I feel like my list is pretty I don't know if basic's the right word. I don't have like a deep knowledge of Christmas music. I know like the hits, <laughs> I guess you can say. So I feel like we may have a lot of the same ones. So how do we want to do this? Do I want to say one was, and then you say one? Oh yeah, I'd say just go ahead and do your whole list. Okay. Um I think the obvious and I feel like this might be a bad idea, but the obvious one would be the Mariah, All I Want for Christmas is You, but it might be a bad idea because then there's going to be, you know, people, comp- you know, comparing the two versions, but Who I still think it it'll better? be fun. Yeah, I still think it'll be fun. Um, yeah. My next choice was one you had actually just mentioned was Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, and mm-hmm. I always just envisioned that yellow dress. It was that when she, was it was she in the yellow dress for that performance or the other performance? No, I think the I think the, it was the other performance because Kelly was on American Dreams twice uh, as Brenda Lee, uh, and the first performance, by the way, um, and I need to I need to pull it up again. Look for it up on YouTube, but it's a beautiful performance. Uh, and I would actually, if there wasn't so much interspersed television show dialogue into that song, I would have ripped that right off the YouTube video because it's a fantastic uh, Brenda Lee cover. But yeah, it was from her second performance and she's in the yellow in the first. And then I think it's like a, like almost like a more Christmassy type print uh, okay. for the rocking around the Christmas tree performance. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, she, I think she did this on the talk show as well. And I think she did on Idol, um, but I want like a studio version. I think that'd be really yeah. good. And um, I th- and I would love to hear it with because um, I'll I'll just give you a preview. This one's on my list as yeah. well. Yeah, chime um, in with any of your comments. I figured it'll yeah. go, it'll go quicker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love for her to use the horns like she did a lot on Wrapped in Red. Uh, the version that is out there from the pre-show during the All I Ever Wanted tour. Her uh, horn section is in there with her and they, you know, jump in and they're playing in the background on that song. Um, And so, yeah, I would love to hear her version with the horns as well. Yeah. Uh, My next one is another pretty basic song. It is Last Christmas by Wham. Rest in peace, George Michael. Um, (laughs) I had this too. I had this too. Yeah. Okay, great. It's it's so good. I mean, what else to say? I don't know what else I can say about it. Um, we need to but... rid the world of the Taylor Swift version. <laughs> oh, I forgot she did that version. And I know that that's another shots fired comment. I love Taylor Swift with my whole heart, but she put out, I think she put out a Christmas album really early in her career and her, her voice has gotten better since then. Her, her version of last Christmas is always very cringeworthy for me just because it's, it's that almost too youthful sounding Taylor voice that I just, I can't get into. It's, it's, it's a nice version. It's fine, but she sounds so much better now. So while Taylor is re-recording her entirety of her (laughs) albums that she made with Big Machine, I hope she also throws in the Christmas album too, because I would love to hear a more updated version of last Christmas from her. Yeah. Uh, My next one is Jingle Bell Rock, um, which is obviously it's a classic that's been around for what? 50 plus years, probably. Um, Yeah. Re repopularized by Mean Girls. Um, Mm -hmm. I think at the second Miracle on Broadway, I'm pretty sure I was cracking up because I think Reba performed this there. And I all I could think of was Reba as one of the plastics from Mean Girls. And I was just like, I need to get that image out of my head. Um, I mean, Reba is obviously Katie. <laughs> oh, my God. Her and her Dillard's for Christmas outfits. Um, uh, I love you, Reva, uh, if, you're, if you're listening. Um, yeah, I just think this would be a fun one. I mean, vocally, this probably wouldn't be anything crazy, but I think it's just a fun mm. song. Um, next one is Holly Jolly Christmas, which she also did at Miracle on Broadway. And I think she did on the talk show last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, again, another one that maybe vocally is not like – the most, you know, vocal gymnastics sort of thing, but I think it would be fun. Um, as with my next one is Let It Snow. I told you I'm choosing the most basic songs. Well, and you know what? Again, you've now picked three that are on my list. Okay. And my last one um, would be a in this similar format as one that already exists, but new vocals as she's older. I would love to hear a new acapella version of Oh Holy Night. Oh, yeah. 
because I so love the original so much and I want her to keep that acapella with the choir or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to hear it 20 years later or however and, long, you know. And not with pentatonics. Not with pentatonics. No. They, they already, <laughs> she already did that when pentatonics put out their own version of my grown up Christmas That's list right. and they had her on it. I mean, it's a nice version and I like it and all, but I still prefer Kelly's vocal over a pentatonics yeah. any day. Absolutely. Nice list. So that's I like my it. list. Thanks. Well, all right. Your turn. All right. So I'll go back over the ones that are on my list that were also on yours. I had Let It Snow, uh, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, and Last Christmas. I am very interested to hear her do a take of Last Christmas. I think that that would be really, really good. Um, and maybe even – maybe we'll get a version of it for the talk show. I mean there's there's still some time for some episodes to be filmed before they go on their break. Uh, so maybe we will get a cover yeah, and the, of that. and when when we're recording this, we're doing this like a week and a half in advance. So some of these yeah. may have already aired. So Could, if yeah. that's the case, sorry guys. <laughs> uh, another uh, couple that I had on my list: uh, Winter Wonderland. I think that would be uh, a nice one. Yeah. May, again, like you said, Pam, not a you know vocal virtuoso type of version. Just I think it would be a very sweet version that she could do. Uh, I also put Silver Bells. I think that that would be silver a very... Silver Bells. Yes. Yeah. Look at that. I'm, Extra I'm, I'm impressed I actually content. know it. <laughs> bonus oh, content. You get Pam singing. Uh, Love no, it. No, that's terrible. Uh, I, think that the, I think that she and Jason together uh, with his production and his musicality, I think they could put together a really beautiful version of that song. Uh, The last two that I have on my list are ones that I really, really want to hear. One of them would actually be her working with another artist. Uh, The other would be more along the lines of an acapella, maybe uh, Oh Holy Night type of vein. And that is, and this is not really considered a Christmas song per se, but it is played a lot around the holidays. And that is Old Lang Syne. I do not know what that is. For those of you who don't know- for those of you who don't know what Old Lang Syne is, Old Lang Syne is the song that they always play at the stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve. Uh, so it's the one that says, to all acquaintance, be forgot. Oh, well, the thing, I always hear Frank Sinatra, start spread. Is that Frank Sinatra? Oh, yeah, yeah. They do New York, New York and all that. That's what I think of. So I was like, oh. Well, for everybody who doesn't live in NYC, we all get Old Lang Syne. Yeah, Old Lang Syne. There are a couple of really beautiful uh, versions that are out there. Uh, Guy Lombardo's version is the one that's most famous. And it's, I mean, it's super, super old and gets played every uh, holiday season. But I think that she could do a really, really pretty version of this song. And I'd be very interested to hear it uh, acapella as well. Uh, Finally, uh, the song that I would love to hear on her list is from uh, a group that she has already done a duet with uh, I guess not really a duet because it's a it's a three female group even though the song itself is only from two of the three members of the group and that is I want to hear her interpretation of Wendy and Carney Wilson's Hey Santa I'm not aware of this okay well obviously Wendy and Carney Wilson are two-thirds of Wilson Phillips yes and uh, they have a song Hey Santa which is a really fun poppy like upbeat christmas song um and it's basically a song that's these uh these girls are saying that they want santa to bring their uh their lover uh home this holiday season and it's a really really great song it's it's fun it like it makes you smile when you hear it uh, but i would love to hear Kelly lead the song with Wendy and Carney kind of as uh, background vocals or supporting vocals. Um, I think that that would be a fun song to hear. I will tell you one song I do not want to hear her cover. Okay. Santa Baby. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we have enough of those. <laughs> we have enough. All right. Our next topic, now that we've gotten our uh, favorite songs that we would love to hear Kelly cover for Christmas out of the way is it's time for the gift exchange here on Missed Into Podcast, although it's going to have to be a theoretical gift exchange um, (laughs) because this is where we decide what Pam and I would get each other for the holiday season. Uh, Now, obviously, we don't have the ability to actually give these gifts, although you may. I I don't know what yours is going to be, but I know I actually don't have the ability to give this gift. 
But um, if you could give your co-host a Kelly-related Christmas or holiday gift, what would it be? So mine's not creative at all. However, <laughs> it makes sense. I would do one of two things. I would either go back to listen. I would listen to our collecting Kelly episode and figure out which singles you didn't own already that are not three hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that would I be will it. say that I've done a, I've done a good job of collecting since then. Um, yeah. I think I've. I mean, this podcast is just costing me money because I. <laughs> We start talking about stuff and then I buy it. Like I, I've I've gotten a fourth copy of Breakaway that I didn't need. I you got a third copy of Greatest Hits that you didn't need. Yeah, third copy of Greatest Hits. I have a second copy now of the Miss Independent DVD, which just arrived the other day, unopened by the way, might I add. Um, but yeah, so now I have the jewel case version of the Miss Independent DVD in addition to the. Uh, previous dvd box so yeah i'm buying all kinds of weird random stuff yeah i have a i i think with the, one of the first things i actually bought i have yet to receive so i might have gotten screwed on ebay oh no is a copy of the single for one minute which apparently uh. was released in australia and i did not have it and i found it and so i ordered it and i don't know if it's being walked here from australia or what but <laughs> uh it'll get here eventually i'm sure eventually my other thing well it's not a surprise cuz i ruined it i ruined the the topic um last night i found something online and i was just so excited that i just had to like share it with someone i was like jeremy i found something dangerous he's like oh <laughs> And I found out that a couple of Kelly's albums have been released, I think, officially on cassette, which is so yeah. not practical in the, in the slightest. But no. as people who collect things, I'm like, oh, my God. Um, it's some of her earlier stuff. So, like, don't go looking for Meaning of Life on cassette. I don't think it exists. Um, but apparently it's been – it's it's pretty big in, like, Indonesia. Mm -hmm. They, like, you know, back in the 2000s, they were still really big into their cassettes. I was doing some research on Reddit and Wikipedia last night. Um, so that would probably be it. Is it practical? Not at all. But it's more things to collect. <laughs> yeah, I do not need cassette copies of the albums because <laughs> I know I'll never listen to them. Uh, but you you were saying that it was it's pretty much just the first three albums, right? Yeah, it's just the first three. So I don't know if they just – if RCA stopped afterwards. I don't know, like – if it was like a – I don't know because I know like Japan does a lot of exclusive stuff. We've mentioned that before. They do a lot of you know iTunes versions or um, ex you know just bonus tracks, that sort of thing. So I'm not mm -hmm. sure maybe if it was a Japanese thing that made its way over into Indonesia. I really don't know. I yeah. need to do some more research before I just buy stuff to make sure it's actually real. Because I'm <laughs> actually considering – Bootlegs? <laughs> oh, I totally would that – would, that would happen to me. For sure. So, but yeah, no, I'd probably go back and listen and try to um, figure out what stuff you didn't have. I know that's kind of a cop out, but yeah. I know you'd enjoy it. Whatever well, of CDs course. you didn't have, you know. Yeah, and again, you know, you know me in collecting. I mean, I just I, I act like I don't want it, but then the minute I know that it's available, I'm like, exactly. I must have it. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so the gift I think that I would get for you, unfortunately, does not exist. Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, happy holidays, Pam. Uh, I would love to give to you a DVD slash Blu-ray copy of a Miracle on Broadway. Uh, I think I think they would be those should have been released in some way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, the money going towards the charity. Uh, they really should have put those out on some sort of media that could be consumed at home. Because they were wonderful performances. Uh, you don't necessarily have to put every year's copy out. Um, but, you know, they could have sold the first year to DVD and Blu-ray and digital and all that. Um, yeah, so that been if great. that existed, I would totally gift that to you. Thank you. That's I appreciate what, it. Or, or that's what I wish existed so that could be gifted to you. There we go. If you're listening, Kelly... Make it happen. Make it happen. All right, uh, Pam, how would you like to be quizzed? Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I just pray I won't fail. Well, I think you'll do quite well on this, especially if uh, you were listening to this podcast at all in <laughs> this episode. Oh, God. Was I listening? I don't know. I, I hope because a couple of my answers uh, we inadvertently talked about right on early on. 
Uh, so I might even have to reword some of these questions. But I decided to put together a Kelly, my December Christmas quiz. Oh, boy. And what this is, is I put together a quiz of things that happened to Kelly in either December or around Christmas time, uh, which is also in December, but they're more <laughs> Christmas specific. Uh, so let's see how well you do on my little quiz that I put together. And we'll we'll pause in between some of the answers so you guys can play at home. Okay. I'll try to not just blurt out the answer. <laughs> yes. All right. Here is here is your first question. Kelly had a high profile performance of Rocking Around the Christmas Tree before uh, before she put out Wrapped in Red uh, on the TV show American Dreams. In which season did it happen? You mean what season of American Dreams? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I will give two? you this. The, sh- two? the show. I don't know. The, sh- the show only lasted three seasons. Two or three? It has to be one of the two, um, <laughs> right? The show only lasted three seasons. Okay. Well, she was on first with the original Brenda Lee song. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Then she came back again. And the show only lasted. Fine, three. I don't know. Three. Three. <laughs> three. Yes, it was season three. <laughs> I was like, pick up the hint. <laughs> Eventually, I got it. Uh... Yes. Uh, her performance as Brenda Lee the first time was early on in season two. Oh. Um, uh, one previous Christmas day, Kelly was in yet another competition. What was it? Is that like World Idol? It was World Idol. Okay. Yes. World <laughs> Idol happened on December 25th, 2003. She came in second place. It was a totally rigged election. So stupid. <laughs> Kelly had a major partnership with what sport that included her playing at a champion's banquet held in December? Is football the right answer? Football is not the right answer. No. Okay, wait, wait hold up, hold up. Okay. I'll give you a second chance. I'm trying to think of any time she's been affiliated with like a sport um okay so it's not football baseball's not around that time that year some might argue this is not actually a sport is it nascar it is nascar yes there was that there was that year around the uh the beginning of the my december era when she jumped in with nascar full bore and she sang one minute at a uh that was in was February, though. Yeah, that, that well, that was it. That was in February, well before we got my December. Yeah, and then she also, I think, uh, I think she did some other stuff with NASCAR throughout that year. But she also played at their banquet at the end of that year. Ah, oh, the more you know. Yes. Uh, all right. Your next question: My December wasn't released in December. What month was it released? It was released in June. Yes. Well done. Thank you. Nice job. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, Wrapped in Red was the best-selling Christmas album of what year? 2013. Excellent job. Nicely <laughs> okay, done. Was, is that a hard question? Maybe it is a hard you're, question. You are doing very well. Thank uh, you. I hope. Hopefully, uh, you'll get this next one right. Uh, 5.3 million people tuned in to watch Kelly's first Christmas special. What was it called? A Cautionary Christmas Tale. That is correct. <laughs> Yay, I'm not totally failing. <laughs> I know it's funny because you you mentioned it early in the episode and I thought, oh man, she does remember the name of that show. <laughs> There's cer- certain some things I know. Some things that completely just left my brain. But yeah. All right. Here is your uh, final question in our Kelly December Christmas quiz. In December of 2013, Kelly became the brand ambassador for what watch company? Oh crap. Wait. Um, um Citizen. Yes. Citizen. Yes. Nicely done. Thank you. Wow. I'm that was proud. random as hell. <laughs> very proud of you. Yeah. Well, I Thank mean, you. Kelly, Kelly does random things in December. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just say you got a perfect score on this. Even though you got kind of helped along mm. with a couple of the questions, I still say that's a perfect score. Uh, I didn't, but thank you. Proud I mean, I don't know. I don't know my, my NASCAR. That's my, my knowledge no, of NASCAR no. is like the. The February performance when she premiered One Minute and she met Nicolas mm-hmm. Cage. That's pretty much all I think about. <laughs> Dude, she did. The fact, that, the fact that you remember that she met Nicolas Cage is really funny. Uh, well. <laughs> what a, what a, like of all the celebrities she's met, 
you remember when she met Nicolas Cage. It's a great sure. photo. Maybe I'll I'll post it. I think I still have it somewhere. That's funny. Yeah. It's also funny that you have that photo. Uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, we've been, we mentioned this a couple times earlier in the episode. The uh, Brenda Lee song that Kelly performed on American Dreams was called Sweet Nothings. Uh, and it, again, look it up on YouTube. Do a search for Kelly Clarkson American Dreams. Uh, and look up her performance of Sweet Nothings. It is a really, really great performance. And it's also very funny to watch Kelly try to dance as they would have danced in the 60s on stage. It's very funny. It's worth uh, it's worth the watch. Uh, all right. Uh, our next topic of discussion here in our holiday spectacular is our final uh, topic. And that is, what do you want to see from Kelly in 2021? Um. I'm going to let you start with this. What I would this is, I hope I don't get hate for this. Um, what I would like to see for the second half of 2021, because I think the first half it's not possible. I would love to see her not do the voice, um, maybe take a break from that, mm-hmm. and focus that time and energy on a new album. Yes. Yeah, I'm. I've yeah, the voice. I feel like it's kind of run its course um for me as a fan but yeah um that's my number one goal i want a new album and i'm i'm done with the the voice sorry <laughs> what about you that's the only thing you want for for 2021 oh, i don't know i was choosing multiple things that's the only one i had prepped um <laughs> i want you, her to i want her to be very happy yes um that's the most important um I don't know. You say something else. Maybe I'll think of something. All right. That's fine. Uh, I think the the first thing that you, – you know what? Let's let's talk a little bit about The Voice because in a way, I do agree with you. I think that Kelly has, has gotten what she needed out of The Voice. Um, let's be honest. I mean, anymore, these talent shows have, have stopped actually creating – new superstars. They they haven't actually created an honest to goodness star for a really long time. Um, and I say that with all due respect to uh, anyone who has won a talent competition and especially, you know, the artists like Bryn Cartelli, who Kelly mentored and, and brought out on tour. And I know that a lot of Kelly fans are very uh, territorial and are protective of the young artists that Kelly has nurtured on the voice. Uh, th- at the end of the day, though, they haven't become superstars. They just haven't. Um, and I think that what's left from The Voice is that it is purely – it's a show – it really is more so a show about the judges. I mean, let's be honest. And Kelly is a great personality. I think that her personality has only been more well-defined by her being on The Voice. Uh, her talk show is definitely uh, even more so defining her personality and and just showing how more and more people around the country love her. Um, but I think that, the, like you said, Pam, I'm, I'm I'm sort of with you in that. I think that the point has been made with the voice. Um, we've gotten to the point now where you know she's you know in one of the elder chairs. Um, they keep you know switching out the. I'm actually surprised that John Legend has lasted. Um, on the show as long as he has. I thought for sure he was going to be like a Nick Jonas where he a comes one, you know, one season or like an usher, comes back a couple of times and that's it. But, you know, John has also stuck around quite a bit there. But I think that there is nothing else that Kelly needs to prove on The Voice. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's a nice paycheck. It's, you know, something else to do for her because we all know that she loves to work. Um, but yeah, I think the more I think about it, the more I agree with you that I think it's time for uh, for the voice to be done because I just, I don't know what else she gets out of it because I know she loves to work with young, fresh singers, but at the end of the day, what do any of the coaches have to show for it? You know, name me, you know, one legitimate star that has come out of the voice in any of the seasons. You know, I, the only reason why I can name a couple is because they worked with Kelly and I'm hyper, uh, sensitive to that because I was watching for her. Yeah. I can name like a few of the earlier ones, but again, they're not like superstars, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. Or some of them already had like some cred behind them before the voice. So anyway, yeah. we don't want to turn this into a full voice episode, but yeah. No, I, no. Even if she just takes a break, I mean, 
I don't know, even if she takes, if she's so determined to go to stay on the show, at least, at least a few seasons off, you know, mm-hmm. we need some break from that. It's just a constant voice machine, literally. It really is. Yeah. It's yeah. like when you start seeing that they've they've filmed the promo for the next season and they haven't even gotten halfway through the season they're on. I'm like, good grief. Exactly. That, that's why I just... said the second half of 2021, because I know she's already confirmed for the like winter, spring of 2021 season. So I'm just like, yeah. okay, definitely not the fall for next year. I can yeah. use a break. So anyway, that's that. For sure. Um, another thing that I would like to see for 2021 is I would like to see the Vegas residency come back. Oh, um, again, yeah. uh, kind of like what you said with the voice, I don't think we're going to see it in the early part of 2021 just because we're waiting for everybody to get vaccinated and for COVID to go away, uh, at least to the point where we can start having concerts again. Um, but I would really, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic that maybe this could happen in 2021. Uh, and maybe this is, you know, with with the vaccine coming around and hopefully uh, there being enough to get to everybody by, you know, the summer of next year. Maybe the fall is a time when Kelly can do uh, the Vegas residency if maybe she takes off a season from The Voice, concentrates on the talk show and does uh, the Vegas thing for a month or two. Uh, maybe that could happen. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Um, just cause I'm like, Oh, is it realistic? I don't know. But yeah, no, I would, I mean, hell yeah. If we can do Vegas safely, sign me up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what else. I think it's given, you know, cause I, I also had written down a new album as well. And I think it's a given that I think we are going to get a new album in 2021. I think it's just a matter of timing and when they want to release it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think at this point, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see an album as early as the spring. Uh, just because she, we already know that she's been working on stuff. She's talked uh, multiple times about uh, some of the the vibes of the new album and the new songs, and uh, I'm I'm only just imagining what this new album sounds like based off of her personal experiences from the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm, I'm so curious as to the direction of this album. So uh, I think that that is uh, one thing that we will actually be able to count on is that we will get a new album in the new year. Um, you know, another thing I, and I'll echo sort of what you started to say at one point is that I want her to be happy as well. Uh, she has said over and over in, in multiple interviews about the dumpster fire that was 2020. And I think, you know, look, it was that way for all of us, but it was especially for her. And uh, unfortunately it's playing out a little more publicly than I think even she would really like. And so I'm hoping for a clean and soft landing for everything that is going on right now. Um, It all just seems uh, horrifying right now. And I, I don't, envy anyone who's in that situation. Um, So I'm hoping that, you know, this all gets resolved early on and she can move on with her career and her life and uh, not have to constantly uh, feel like she's asked about it or, I mean, good grief. If I see one more blog post where somebody's reading too much into a cover that she does on the show where it's like, Kelly Clarkson performs a cover of this amid her divorce. And I'm like, you can't read into every damn song. (laughs) And you know, this is the girl who like has been singing breakup songs forever. Well before the divorce, you know? (laughs) Yes. So every song that she sings is not like a little wink and nod towards, you know, her ex or to, to, a new flame or anybody. It's just a song. Sometimes yeah. a song is just a song. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, how about this? Let me, and I'll, I'll throw you sort of for a little bit of a loop here. What uh, would you like to see from miss into podcast in 2021? Ooh, interesting. Um, well, the obvious getting the big cheese on the show. I'm going to call it. Big yes. Cheese. Yes. <laughs> um, or anyone on her team. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, And I think that that is definitely the goal uh, for the podcast in 2021 is to now that we've gotten ourselves established and um, we've sort of gotten our groove about us, so to speak, for the podcast is to uh, start getting people from Team Kelly onto the show, whether it be band members, 
uh, background vocalists, people involved with the talk show, et cetera. Um, and like you said, the the big cheese herself. Uh, that is definitely things that we are efforting behind the scenes uh, for you guys uh, because uh, we know that that's the kind of stuff that you want to hear. Yeah. And also just getting more people on here, fans, to get their um, unique experiences. So as we've said, I mean, um, we've had people just email us being like, hey, I want to be on the episode. I mean, like, <laughs> we're like, cool. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Um and so we have we've had a lot of people, which is great. And obviously, we can only have so many at a time. So there's mm-hmm. we've said to people, yeah, we'll definitely keep you in mind, and we mean that for real. Um, oh yeah, we keep every email, every person that reaches out. We uh, we've got a list going. Yeah. So um, again, if you have any like unique experience, and again, it doesn't you don't necessarily have to have met her. I want to preface with that because I know a lot of people haven't. Um, mm-hmm. But if you have anything that's like unique about your experience, your story, or whatever, um, you know where to find us socials and all that stuff i think that the the one of the things that i would love other than the obvious things of you know continued growth in the podcast and more people listening and and getting you know some big name uh people associated with kelly on the show is that i and i don't know if it's going to happen in this year maybe it'll have to wait for one more year but if kelly does do a proper tour what I would love is for you and I to figure out one tour date where the both of us could be at the show, first of all, so that we could give each other a big hug in person because we have to be able to do that. Yeah. But I would love to be able to go somewhere and do like a live episode. Oh, my God. Where the two of us can we could invite fans who are going to be at one of the shows. It would have to be probably like a, you know, a, a larger city show and. Uh, so probably I would have to fly out to New York or something and um, <laughs> something like that. But I mean, get us all in the same room, get us in, a, in a, with a group of fans and just do a live episode where we can, you know, talk to people face to face and record it. And I think that would be a really fun thing to do. So, I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen next year because uh, the the touring industry is just so in flux right now and we don't know what's going to happen. But um, as soon as. Uh, they start talking seriously about a tour, like not the residency, although, you know, maybe maybe there's a small chance window. At the very least, you and I can get in the same room and do something like exactly. we can coordinate schedules and go to the same residency show. Um, but one way or another, I want to sort of take the show on the road for at least an episode. Yeah. And well, the thing is where where I thought you were going with that is which this would definitely not be New York um, to get to interview her backstage at a show or at a show. It doesn't have to be backstage. That's what I thought you were getting at, which would definitely not be New York because there'd be way too much press there. Then we would have to go to like Iowa. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Where there's not nearly as much, you know, like, you know, like, you know, New York times or Rolling Stone at the show. Um, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, that'd be really cool. I would love to do like a live episode. That'd be so much fun. Uh, but either way, we are uh, we are so thankful for each and every one of you who have joined us on this uh, weird journey that we decided to start taking uh, in 2020. Uh, it's been so weird to do this in and amongst the pandemic. I mean, for Pam and I, it would have been this way anyway because we are uh, separated so far uh, by distance. But um, it has been so much fun to do this podcast this year, and we are so Uh, grateful to each and every person who has tuned in, who has uh, messaged us, who has written to us and given us comments. Uh, You guys really have turned into a really, really awesome community. And we are uh, so happy that each and every one of you are along the ride uh, with us for this podcast. And uh, we can't thank you enough. And we're hoping for bigger and better things uh, in 2021. Uh, As we said, sort of at the top of the episode, we are going to take a bit of a holiday break. Uh, So there won't be any new episodes for a couple of weeks, but uh, we will be back uh, right after the holidays and we will be back with all new episodes. Uh, We still have a lot of things to cover. We got a whole page full of ideas that you guys sent us. We've got a page full of ideas that uh, we set out to do when we first started the podcast. Uh, We've got a whole slew of albums we still need to break down. So there is still a lot to go on uh, for the podcast. And I'm just excited to see what the next year holds. Yeah, I think you said it pretty well. And also want to give a special shout out to you for coming up with this crazy idea in the first place. Well, and and well, I, I can't take I definitely he, can't take all the credit because credit. 
No, because there are other people uh, behind the scenes, and we're going to give a shout out to uh, our good friend Emily, who uh, who has also been had been kicking around this idea as well. And I definitely want to have Emily on the podcast because she is one of my favorite uh, Kelly fans uh, that I've known since back in the day. Um, you know, this is just sort of one of those ideas where a couple people brought it up, and it was just like, okay, who wants to do it? <laughs> yeah, <know>? exactly. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm glad that uh, you know I'm glad that the the community is there with us, and that there are so many people uh, who are excited to come on to the show and tell their stories because there really are a lot of really great stories about. Uh, how Kelly has impacted people's lives, whether it just be uh, giving you a great song to uh, motivate you uh, all the way to our friend Kyle, who, you know, used it to lose weight. Uh, you know, there were so many awesome stories that uh, I can't wait to hear more of them in the new year. Yeah. And, you know, as we said, we're going to be off for a few weeks. Um, we'll, I'll def- we'll definitely still be on social, so you can hit yeah. us up whenever. Um, and, you know, we hope you take some of this time out, you know, catch up on a few, uh, catch up on some of the episodes. Um, yeah. Or, or introduce it to, uh, to a, a friend. few friends who yeah. haven't uh, caught up on episodes yet. Exactly. Because um, we see you out there catching up on episodes. We, we do. We see the stats. We see that people are are catching up with us to where we are today. So uh, keep listening and keep spreading around that uh, that the podcast is out there. Uh, keep giving us ratings and reviews on iTunes. That does help the podcast a lot. Uh, one of the things, uh, and I, I sort of have it as a, a more side goal for 2021 is uh, getting higher in the uh, particular podcast ratings when people do searches for Kelly, uh, especially on something like iTunes. If somebody searches for Kelly, they actually do list all of the podcasts that mention Kelly. And unfortunately, as of this taping, we're not there yet uh, because iTunes has a crazy algorithm and that we need to sort of figure out how to game a little bit. Um, But the more ratings that we get, the more people that are listening, the more likely we're going to be able to show up on those kinds of pages and uh, further spread the gospel of Kelly uh, around the world. And uh, it takes you guys to help us out with that. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening. This has been an awesome, um, how long we've been doing this? Like four months about, which is yeah. crazy to think about. And yeah. but three, three, it's been about three or four months. And um, yeah, if, without subscribers and people listening, we would just be talking to ourselves, which is boring. <laughs> so thank you again. Um, again, you can hit us up at Miss Into Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can email us at missintopodcast at gmail.com. And I think that's about it. I hope everyone has a really safe and happy holidays and a happy new year. And we'll be back in 2021. We'll see you guys. Be well. Bye. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to missindiepodcast at gmail.com.